0: Welcome back to the Real Men Podcast, where we talk everything Brookwood sports. I'm Dylan. I'm Jackson. I'm John. And today we have a special guest. We have none other than the voice of the Panthers, Mr. Mark Bentley.
1: Good to be here with y'all. Glad
0: hey, we could have. So I have a question. Um, obviously, you know, you were there at the uh, at Brookwood and Holt game. Obviously, you know, you you like to do all the uh, all the casting for it. You know, you get to call out all the players' names, which is so cool to me. I think that's awesome. Um, What do you – tell me what you saw from that team that's different than previous years.
1: Well, what I saw first was a, a team that was playing more together than I have seen in the past, a team having more fun. Um, and, you know, it was just – it was so – Interesting to get to watch because I've got a son who's a senior this year, and to see this group play just so much more together than 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 in previous years.
0: Right. You know, I, I actually I noticed that too. I was, you know, I was sitting on the sideline. And I actually I mentioned to Hayden. I think I think it was right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I mentioned to him like I had noticed Patton taking a step up on defense, which I think is awesome that he's taking a step up, becoming one of those defensive leaders. Um, and, you know, I, I noticed that he was really talking to his team, really getting them ready to go. And I think that is something that has boosted them, especially in that whole game. I'm ready to see tomorrow to see kind of what they do against West Blockton. But, um, you know, I, I think something going into that whole game was definitely that the team was working together better. Uh, and, you know, I also talked to Ethan about that too. Ethan told me that they've, you know, they had a rough stretch during practice during the summer. And then after that, it was just, it was fun practice. You know, they were getting competitive with each other. And, you know, they were all getting along and they were actually working together on defense and offense.
2: Sounds, sounds good. Um, you now, speaking of the West Blockton game, I know that the, um, everybody's really excited for it. But the question going into that game is, are we ready to get down in the trenches with them? Because West Blockton has been notoriously known for being really, really, really good up front. So the, my question is, do you think that we're ready to go head to head with their O-line, D-line?
3: I honestly, for me, I would say we're pretty. I wouldn't say we're over the top better than the West Blockton, but I would say compared to and the way we have played so far this season, even though granted it's just one game, I do think that it will be a very interesting game. And you know, with obviously what we've brought up in the past, the rivalries between it and the emotions that sure. go through, I. I believe that this team will honestly shock shock a lot of people, and you know, like um, like uh, Mark Bentley said, is they work they're working way more together, and that has always been like you said a struggle in the past for Brookwood. And with them working together, I agree. I could very well see Brookwood making this game interesting and pulling off with a win.
2: All right, uh, Mark. What do you, you think have about those Mark?
0: trenches, Mark?
1: Um I I think it's been very wet this week with a lot of rain, a lot of uh, yeah. wet weather. I think you will see something tomorrow night cuz I I believe there's a little bit of a revenge factor going oh, yeah, into this sure. game. Uh last year we were really should have been the team that came out on top. Yeah. Um and I believe that we allowed that to get in our head before we played yeah and then now this year there's a little bit of a revenge factor and with the weather being wet i think that plays on our side and i think we'll line up behind our strength this year which is our offensive line and i think we just pound the ball all night
0: for sure and you know i've i've said the same thing since like last year i think you know and uh, obviously playing playing on d-line in the previous year i i you know i have a little bias but um I, I always said that our line has been absolutely insane. I would I would place our line in the top percentile of not only our region, but you know for for our division, uh, for other regions too. I I think our lines could go toe to toe with seven A realistically. Um, you know I think our lines are just nuts. We just have we just have some studs playing in you know O line D line. Obviously, you know that O line. With a bunch of smart leaders, we have like you know Trent and BB obviously, and then we have you know Will, just that that large <laughs> man. You need to go and hit someone. Uh, the new addition of Ethan Reed, absolutely great choice. You know, See? kids just insane at pull blocking. Him and Will are a like very killer. Shocking choice,
3: as well, a very shocking choice, and that is it's a, it was a shocking one to me. <laughs> I didn't I didn't right.
0: expect it, but because well, I I was used to him playing fullback, and then he just moved to yeah. line. I'm like. <laughs>
3: But the thing is, is for him to go from fullback to linebacker and then involving as well linemen and doing as well as he did in that whole game says a lot about him as a a player and a character.
0: Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, our O and D line are great. And, you know, I think the depth there also is insane. We have players that are listed as a number three who could realistically play as a number one. And that that makes for really, really good sub-ins. uh, you know, and it helps with the, the fatigue. It helps with, you know, getting those players out, getting them rested, ready for the next drive. And it, I think, you know, that, that plays a big factor. Depth is a big, big part of a team, really.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, Going back to the whole game, to give a congratulations to somebody we didn't last uh, time, Clayton Godsey being nominated for uh, Tuscaloosa Player of the Week. I thought that was really yeah. cool. Um him and for seventy five yards. Pretty
1: cool. Hey, I I'm gonna say this. Um I am one hundred percent very proud of Clayton Gottsie. Um that 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 guy has come a long way from um in the last three years. He has become a not only just a, a better player, but a more vocal leader. Um we all know Clayton. We know that, that he could um at any given moment do this but I, I didn't know i don't i think now he believes more in himself t- for this to happen yeah, yeah. i agree
2: one um, question
3: i have for you mark bentley and i know it's a common it's you know it's a question that's kind of old but you know i just figured i wanted to get a quite ask it out of you is a lot of people when that uh real man award thing that was given to jacob rowell was a very high award for a player to get and you know a lot of people had a lot of talks on it and who earned it and blah blah and how he earned it and who he is as a player and i just wanted to get your perspective on that and what you
1: thought well i i'm glad that i was not no i wasn't didn't have to make that decision because that was a very tough decision this year i think there is numerous people on our team that are deserving um but I believe he is as deserving as anyone. He leadership role. Uh, I think brings, I know he brings energy to that position and I, I've seen him, I've seen him talk with the younger players. Um, and I think right now, I believe, you know, it, Looks to be that that Kobe will be number one, but I, I see not much at all of a drop off, if at all, between the two. So I'm glad I didn't have to make this decision, but I think they got it right. Uh, he is he is a, is very deserving to wear the number three and represent Billy Joe.
0: Absolutely, I I agreed on the decision too. You know, I thought about it, and you know my my initial pick, obviously, because I was I'm really good friends with him my initial pick was Ethan Reed, which I, you know, I'm assuming was a big, big talk in that debate, but I think Jacob, you know, going forward, you know, I played with him last year. I played a lot with him. You know, I, I rode with the J the JV players, you know, got to mess, you know, got to play with them. And, uh, I, you know, I saw a lot of great flashes from him. I saw great play. I saw great leadership. I saw just IQ on the field, which, you know, I think is awesome. I think, I really, really hope he's he keeps taking those steps up, and he becomes mm-hmm. the future of Brookwood for you know the next two or, you know two or three years. Obviously, he's a I, sophomore now, so I
1: agree. I agree. He's he's going to be great for our program.
0: And you know, I, I you know I always thought that was kind of a thing that felt lacking almost at Brookwood, and that was a true QB leader. It felt like we were kind of on a rotating door ever since Ethan Armstrong. And it felt – it just it just felt like there was no stability. Like there was a new person coming in every year. And it, it, QB is such an important decision to find someone young and to really develop them and develop them with their roster over the years, build those connections, and to have someone step in every year. Obviously, you know, Jake did awesome last year. Jake was a great QB. Kobe's playing really, really good this year. But I'm really hoping that because now – you know, Jacob's taking that leadership role and they're really trusting him more. I'm hoping that he becomes our, you know, quote, I guess, franchise QB in a sense. Yes. Um, And he, he continues to just play at that high level for the next couple of years. And that'll be something really, really key to Brookwood's success.
2: Jacob does. someone about Jacob. Yeah, like Dylan said earlier, I was another guy who kind of played on TV, and I saw a little side of him. He was like very, very calm under pressure. You know, he faced a lot of it and it oh, yeah. not faced a lot of pressure. And the throws he made and the plays he made while under it was just phenomenal.
0: That Good lob to ball like, to, um, what, what was his name? I forgot his name. Uh, Jordan. Yeah, that lob ball to Jordan, dude, that was beautiful.
2: Dude, he, great. him and
0: Micah's connection is insane. I love Jacob and Micah's connection.
2: I, um, but. Going away from him, who the guy wearing nineteen now, Hughes, I think his name, Matt Hughes. I haven't oh, heard yeah. I've heard a lot of good about him. I've heard a lot of good about him. So how is he as a player?
1: Um Well, I I'll 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 say this. Um you will hear a lot more out of him as the season goes on. Um something that you don't find a lot in high school is people who get praised for playing special teams. Um but he plays that he lines up on that outside on the kickoffs for Brookwood. It's so cool. And his speed and his football awareness is unbelievable. Um he's he, he's his head is on a swivel. You know, I, I know for a fact that he recovered one of the uh fumble uh the kickoff fumbles yep. this past Friday night, but just his awareness of how he approaches the ball, the angle that he takes on the kickoff. Uh, I, right now, I know he's he's starting on special teams. He's he's playing some defense. But I'm telling you, when this season's as this season goes on, you're going to hear more and more about Matt Hughes. Um, he you know he's a transfer in from Foley. Uh, his dad, who is a Brookwood graduate, is one of the coaches this year. I, I'm telling you guys now, be ready because Matt Hughes is going to make some noise before the season's over.
0: I love good special teams play. It's awesome. Uh, special, teams, special teams is so fun to watch for me.
2: I think it's and amazing. I, love to, it. I love
0: to, it. to kind of – oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jackson.
2: Uh, I like that he's really stepped up that quick. You know, I heard a lot of good about him during the summer, and I saw he won, like, player of the week. And I was wondering how this kid was, and then I heard he came from Foley, but I'm really, really glad to hear that he's – he has that dog in him. He's, like, really
0: good. Dude, he's got that dog in him. He's really good.
1: And I'll I'll add this about him also, which is is something that you don't get a lot uh, from when people come in new. I mean, it's just – it's hard to come into somewhere new. Uh, Going into your junior year, you've transferred into a new school – and but what he brought in from the summer workouts to fall camp to first week of game prep was he brought an attitude that made everybody else step their game up because he 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 made everybody alert that he was there to play ball, so it was either compete or get left behind. That's what he brought to the table and that's, that's
0: awesome sure. so i i have a I have a question to segue from this. And, you know, you were – we mentioned how, you know, he's an amazing special teamer, and I think that's awesome that, you know, even – so, you know, some people are like, oh, I really want to be an offensive star. I really want to be a defensive star. The game literally starts as special teams. Like, literally and figuratively, it starts as special teams. Um, how important do you think it is? Because, obviously, you know, we lost a ton of seniors last year. What was it, 18, 19?
2: Somewhere
0: Um, yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, within that, you know, we lost a quarterback. We lost – an entire O-line, an entire D-line, uh, wide receivers, uh, you know, every literally every position. But notably, we lost our franchise, who had been, you know, punting since he was in uh, freshman year. Obviously, now he's punting at Faulkner. We lost our, I would say, franchise punter and probably our best kicker within, you know, the recent years, Austin Moore. How, how important do you think it is from now until, you know, the foreseeable future for Brookwood, how important do you think it is that we really invest in, you know, training, training a good punter and kicker for the future?
1: Oh, I think it's uh, huge. Uh, I think we're well on our way with our kicker uh, right now. Um Logan? Logan Reese will has taken on the kicking duties. I've seen him work tremendously. You know, a lot of that, uh, and and what people don't realize is a lot of that's done on their own up on the the game field while everyone's practicing down on the practice field. Um, but I, I've seen him putting forth the effort, uh, try you know wanting to get better, wanting to do this, um, and I, I, I think that we have put forth some effort into that. I think that punting will come. Losing Caleb uh is was huge. I mean, it's you're you're looking at that's that's a hard position to replace. I mean, there was times Absolutely. last year that Caleb would punt us into a better situation. For sure. Yeah. And, and and I don't think we're there to replace him yet, but I do see a difference in how we approach at practice now trying to develop these players. Um, you know, Logan has done great. Uh, I, I, I'm excited in the next year or two. You know, he's got a younger brother who is is already oh, yeah, kicking. R- younger brother. And uh, so, you know, th- that could be that could be great moving forward as as we develop them further and further along. Exactly. You know, Logan's been going. He went to kicking camps. Uh, like yeah, he I
0: heard the, about that. I heard
2: about that. Blankenship kicking camp, and his younger brother. Come to mention, he kicked a 31 yard field goal to win a youth game and nailed it.
1: Yes. Wow. And that was that. I think that was at some kind of showcase camp that he kicked oh my that.
0: Lord, a 31 <laughs> a youth? That's yeah, insane. insane. You don't, that, that's you the don't
3: insane.
2: Even say that, that often.
3: That's that kids have talent.
2: And I think Logan has just as well. He has great talent. But you just got to work with the little stuff. Like coaches say every time that we walked out there, the little things is what wins the games. So, he just yeah, fixed those. I, he got it.
3: I'm, I'm glad with how he's performing, too. Like I said, and I brought it up before. The fact that he's actually working under the new system of Brookwood actually kicking field goals after some touchdowns and stuff like that and him having to take that stress of, you know, him take, of taking over the role of Caleb and, you know, not really doing exactly how Caleb did, but, you know, just since, since Brookwood's now starting to try to get the kickers involved and actually give them a chance the fact that he's actually performing and doing as well as he is, is a major step up and a really good thing that I see that can, that just astonishes me, especially since Brooklyn's never usually been a main high kicking team.
2: Yeah, I do remember my sophomore year, we, we didn't really kick. Um, I think we tried it. We had like a couple, we had like Ty Gardner kicking, we had Sean Carter kicking, but we never really had it. We would always go for two, but when, Austin came in and Caleb was kick- Caleb was kicking for a bit. You know, that really did switch the tide of our special teams. And I, I really do think that that's going to play a big factor in the next couple of years. Heck, we might start kicking four field goals. We might start kicking three-point field goals. And I think that would be just phenomenal. I think that would be a big, stri- big step up.
0: <sighs> All right. So I have a question, right? Obviously, you know, Mark, you're the you're the voice of the Panthers. You get the awesome job of being able to announce and getting to call out player names when they make plays. Obviously you have you have you have some really cool stuff you could say, like when when Will makes a play, you get to say, uh, you sacked on the play by none other than big Will Sanders. Who is who who are some of your favorite players to call out during the game? So you know they make a play And you're just – you're so ready to call out their name because you're, you know, you're excited to do it.
1: Oh, man, that is such a hard question. Um, I mean, I just truly enjoy doing it. Uh, I try to bring enthusiasm uh, to – well, there's not one particular player that I can just say that I just get overly excited to do. Name a couple. Uh, Um you know, Will is one. I will agree. Uh, I love <laughs> to call... One of my favorite players on this team is Ethan Reed. And I know Absolutely. he's a good friend of, of all of y'all. But yeah. I, I love Ethan Reed. He... When you call his name out, you almost see a... You almost see a smirk in his in his face. <laughs> I believe it. Be I believe there. it. Um And... And and I'll tell you another one that I love because, um, he he may not get the the amount of snaps that, um, that he had in the past, but I love to call C J Cummins name.
0: Oh, for um, sure. C J right.
1: Cummins is just a straight bulldog. You know that small stature when he. He's, he's hard to tackle. He, yes, he is. When he when he goes full speed. Nobody really wants to get a hold of it. Yeah. Um, but in the past, if overall, if if I had to just kind of pick one of my faves, it would be, um, it would have been Sean Carter.
0: Oh, good pick. Uh,
1: uh, just because, for one, it rolls off the tongue. But two, mm-hmm. he he was just lightning in a bottle. Exactly. Yeah. have speed.
3: Yes. Bro, you question I wanted
0: to, go ahead, Dylan. I was going I was just gonna say you. You weren't wrong about CJ just being a bulldog. It playing D line against him was so not fun because <laughs> you had to get you had to get in full squat. I mean, butt to ground to be even pad level with him. It was so hard to tackle him. Yeah, I think the only person who could have gone toe to toe with him was Christian because they were both the same height.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that 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 helps. Uh because yeah. he's so he's got such a, a low center of gravity.
0: Yeah, that, I think I think a lot of people would write him off. They'd be like, Oh, well, he's so tiny. How can he play running back? Aren't running backs supposed to be huge? He is extremely strong in a tiny man's body. It's kind of crazy to me. It
2: yeah. is.
0: He can throw entire men off of him. I'm seeing him. I've seen him stiff arm and throw someone to the ground. It's wild.
2: Yeah. He does it. He did it a lot in middle school and back in a park ball. He was insane. Him in battles with butt heads a lot, and that was pretty cool. Anyways, Hayden, what were you gonna say?
3: Oh, I was just gonna ask, uh, Mike Bentley. Um, you know, since the, the amount of years you've been commentating for Brookwood, and I was just curious because you know a lot of a lot of commentators always have these, and I just know I wanted to kind of. Since I get the chance to, I was going to just add, out of curiosity, what has been your most, what was your most favorite moment and most favorite event to ever, like, commentate and, like, the biggest moment you've ever commented that you really, Ooh. really enjoyed the most? Good question.
1: Um, actually, I have two. Right. Um, and I, y'all may not remember this one, but um, we were playing Northside at Brookwood. Mm-hmm. Um. I had I had called the play that had happened on the field. We had uh, we had BJ was that was his senior year, I believe Johnson. And I got they told me I had to I had to shut the mic down. the The referees kicked me off the mic. Wow! Because wow. because I announced the the I announced exactly how the play went down, and I think that well, I just think honestly that the referee realized that what I said showed that he was wrong, and he was still to this oh, day. Did he call a flag? Oh. so no flag, but he he no, just no. told me to get off the mic. But what happened after that was probably one of the the coolest things I have ever heard. I witnessed the entire stands commentating the game at as loud as they could. That's so sick. For the rest of the game. That game went into overtime and we and Brookwood pulled off the win in overtime in what I thought was one of the best games that I had been a part of.
0: That's so cold. That's so cold.
1: I mean, like, you can, the fans were so mad that that mm-hmm. happened. They just, they immediately just, uh, my speakers couldn't get loud enough compared to what they were. Wow. The voice of the uh,
2: Panthers had taken off, so they became the voice of the Panthers.
1: Yes, and it was awesome. It was all, and that's what I love about Brookwood. You know, it's, it's, yes, there's times that, that, you know, that it don't look like it's maybe together as much, but Brookwood is a close. Knit, but then my <laughs> other one, my other one would be last year, um, first area win and or region win in in many years. Yeah, uh, was C. J. when CJ Cummins oh, yeah. scored that game winning touchdown against Bessemer City on the uh, the north end zone closest to highway, uh, and watching the the emotions from one end of the field to the other. From every player, every fan, every coach, that was pretty special.
0: It was. That yeah, was a I was. Fun I was a
3: part of the band when that happened, and honestly, we couldn't barely even play the song because of how freaking <laughs> excited we all got because of it. We tried playing <laughs> Shoot, our I best know. to play it as loud as we could, but just everyone was so in the moment and so happy that we did that that it, it, we couldn't even get it off loud enough. I mean, the whole fans and stands. And, everyone was overpowering us no matter how loud we tried to play it
2: that was the only yeah. game i didn't dress out for and that was because i was still dealing with an injury but i still remember i was recording and when he scored i didn't care how hard i was i hopped over the fence
0: i remember that
2: I so <laughs> yeah. happy bro i was running all over the field you went crazy
0: i felt bad for other
3: host brandon that was on the last episode he went to, he's out of favorite TV series called, or movies called uh, Halloween, and he went to go see the new movie that came out. He's a big Brookwood fan. He makes most of the graphics for him now, and a lot of the graphics you see, and he went to go watch that movie that night that that happened, and he's told me ever since that is the one game he regrets never going
0: through.
2: Yep. Um, um, if we want to go through favorite moments, I, I, I do want to say one. Um, go
0: ahead.
2: It was from my middle school year. It was my eighth grade year. It was Brookwood versus Rock Corey. Um, we were down twenty-one, nothing by halftime, and I remember Coach Clark came in. And he was like, "We need to get our stuff together." And Jake just had this like stern look at his eye and just, just went off that second half. He we got twenty-one unanswered points. Then they scored again, make it twenty-seven to twenty-one. We drive down the field, and there's like. 10 seconds left on the clock. And they call, uh, the play was called Blue, I think. And that sent Tyson on the slot and Battles on the outside. Uh, I was on the sidelines this play, but I remember Jake. I just remember the snap and I remember him throwing it deep and Battles catches it, falls in the end zone. And every, no, nobody processed what happened for a second until Mark just yelled, touchdown Brookwood, and everybody realized he scored because we thought he stepped out. And then just everybody went nuts. Everybody went crazy. Hmm. It was just so awesome.
0: I was gonna say I didn't keep up with the football team in middle school, so I wouldn't know.
2: It was amazing. Battles was something different back then.
0: Oh my he still is. It just yeah. it sucks to lose him, but you know. It's whatever.
2: <laughs> uh, we had three great right running backs back then. Caps became. You guys
0: you guys had just a killer team, simply.
2: Caps was it? In- yeah, we did. That, that team was, this team, team was
0: nuts back in middle school.
1: We had you remember anything of that middle school team, Mark. I do. Uh, I believe if I remember right, there may have been, uh, that may have been when Xander, uh, early was also, uh, yeah, running, running the ball. <laughs> um, if Good you can y- imagine y- that, <laughs> yeah, uh, big cat right there. And, oh, yeah. uh, And then another player who really didn't play much after middle school was uh, Tyson Hardman.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, he fell off. Yeah. Really sad to see because he
2: was so talented. Oh, man, super talented.
0: Well, I mean, there's there's so many players that were talented that, you know, fizzled out of the Brookwood football team. And, you know, uh, Sage Hayes was a great one. I heard a lot of great things about him at tight end. But, I mean, he quit for injury, and, I, you know, I understand that. He's playing baseball now, and he's thriving. So, I mean, he made the right decision. Um, you know, a lot of players left us. You know, a lot of players um, could have played for us but went to other schools. That's just, you know, that's the business. That's how it works.
2: I mean, one key player that I remember, if you would have stayed, I think our line was good, but I think it could have been really better. Trevor Parker. Hill. Oh, uh, Trevor. Say Trevor. Sparky Trevor Richard Trevor went to Bessemer City and it was good. He was like all he I think he was like honorable mention yeah. in all American.
0: Yeah, Trevor went insane. Him and it
2: Landon both. guy. And Landon Landon, Landon left. Landon came back. Landon left like one sixty and came back two fifty yeah. all
0: <laughs> Landon left in bad shape and came back to us in prime shape.
2: <laughs> which he i was, was so grateful for. And that's that's kind of the same thing with Reed. Reed, our eleventh grade year, looks nothing like he did now. Oh my God, Reed he was got like so huge, soaking wet, and now he's like two hundred pounds of pure muscle. He All right, so
0: so, so speaking of Ethan Reed, um, I wanna I wanna go and segue into this uh, before we end up running out of time. Um, I wanna I wanna go through everyone's top five of the players that are most key to brookwood's success this year not necessarily next year not necessarily for the future but for this year what do you what who do you have at your top 5 that is key to key to brookwood you know winning more games making playoffs you know winning winning playoff games who do you think is going to be the biggest factors in making that happen i I'll go ahead and start i'm going to go ahead and say my top 5 right yeah. My number one, however, actually I'll go I'll go to five to one. My yeah. number five is Kawan Johnson. This kid Ooh. as a freshman is going to be a stud by senior year. He is already a stud, and I love him. He is he he's pretty much serving as the bell cow back, but not just getting two yards of carry. Like this kid is a bell cow back that will carry ten. Ten, you know, ten attempts on a drive and drive it to the touchdown lane like he didn't even take a breath. I mean, this kid is insane, and I think if we continue to build around him and continue to plan our offense with him, we're gonna keep driving and we're gonna keep scoring. My number four is a tie between two players. Cause that they do virtually the same thing, but I think they both, you know, do have their own key roles to it. And that's Micah Patton and Andrew House. Both being in that that uh That secondary, both playing safety. Andrew is a field-crossing safety, and I love the way he plays. But him and Micah both are defensive leaders. Micah especially. I'm sitting on the sideline, and all I could hear on defense was Micah talking. And I think that's awesome that Micah and Andrew are both going to take steps up there and really command the defense. And I think those two definitely, if they continue to run that defense and continue to especially run that secondary, it's going to get better and better. Number three is Will Sanders. I mean, there's no question there, right? Will is a Will's a stud. He, you know, he he's a he's a smart offensive leader, and he's just he's just a dog. That's all it is. He, you know, he's six he's six four, and you know, he's like what two some three. I don't know how heavy he is, but he's wild. He's a great player. Number two is Ethan Reed. No, to with no one's surprise, there offensive leader, defensive leader. Obviously, you know, I mentioned last podcast that. He played 100% of the snaps in the game until we started swapping in backups. He literally played every special team, every offense, and every defense, which is so, so impressive for football. You know, in in the NFL, we have players who literally can only play one side of the ball. College, you can only play one side of the ball. With Ethan, he's playing three at peak performance the entire night. Uh, Number one it's it's the both of them because it's another tie because i i see them at the same same role there kobe and jacob both those two are leaders in the locker room they're leaders on the field they make stunning plays you know a lot of people write it off as oh well jacob holds a clipboard yeah well jacob also is you know a leader in the locker room a leader at practice you know and when he goes in he makes those plays he makes plays downfield he makes throws I mean, you know, he only threw a single interception, and that was our only interception of the game. And realistically, it wasn't even his fault. It was just just a high ball that ended up getting jumped, you know? Um, And I I think both of them, you know, obviously Jacob getting that number three and, you know, becoming publicized as one of the leaders of the team. Both of them are going to be key. I mean, absolute key to Brookwood winning games and making playoffs, and I think making a run in the playoffs this year.
3: I'll go ahead and go a second and um my number five is mainly it's kind of iffy but it's mainly Otis Sims because the way I saw in the way I saw him play in the Hulk game as the position he was, he got major a lot of Brookwood's touchdowns aside from the running back, which was great for him and I and I think that really him helping out Kobe Humphreys or Jacob Rowell and trying to get the separation, uh, getting in the end zone and helping out their quarterback is one key thing that can really help this team and, you know, propel them to a good, a good chance of winning. My third would have fourth. to be
2: – Fourth. My
3: third – oh, fourth, I'm sorry. <laughs> my uh, fourth would have to be Will Sanders. And like Dylan said, is he is a key buff offensive uh lineman and as you saw, and I like kind i of love this play and there was one thing and i know dylan will know this because we talked about it the <laughs> the game, I, know,
0: I know what you're talking
3: is, about is whenever um the running back went to run it he ran to the outside i can't remember which side but he ran he was it out. to the right yeah um and when he ran it to the right will sanders came up and blocked two men at the same time allowing him to get double the yards and almost it in was, the end zone. It was just insane. He was manhandling and,
0: two Ds at the same time.
3: Yeah, and like I said, for him to be able to do that and just continue to pro- and play well like that and lead, uh, be an offensive lineman and you know lead the offensive line the way he has, I honestly can tell you right now he's going to be a great big success because Brookwood, is, in my opinion, has always really mainly been a running team And without an O-line, you can't run at all. I mean, that's just obvious. So for him to really – for that's why I see him being a really major key part in helping Brookwood is because of the way he plays at O-line. My number three has to be Ethan Reed. It has to be Ethan Reed because, as Dylan said – Oh, but as Dylan said, he's just, I agree. It's just everything Dylan said about Ethan Reed is agreed. And my number, I'm going to go ahead and speed this up since I noticed we're running out of time. Um, my number two would have to be, um, I can't remember the running back's name, but.
0: Kawan? Uh, yes,
3: him. He played very well against Holt, and that's all I r I'm We're running out of time. But like I said, he's also one key part. And my number one is not exactly what Dylan said. Jacoby, it's, it's both mixed between Jacoby and
0: – Kobe, not uh, Jacoby, not Kobe. Kobe.
1: <laughs> <More> <laughs> mercy. Kobe I'm not Myers. playing
3: it straight right now. But um, it's Kobe Humphreys and Jacob Raul. I They – they especially after losing our starter last year for both of them and the both of them to play together, like I said, it's – I think that I agree with everything Dylan said about both of them.
0: It's crazy because there, there are so many players that I left off too that could have been on there. Otis was a consideration. Um, and then you know there's just so many more. But Mark, go ahead. Let's hear what you got.
1: Hey, uh, so I'm gonna go a little off the the chart here. Um, no my number five is uh, Timbo Barron. Oof, Ooh. good one. Um, Timbo brings a lot to the table. Uh, he op- he can actually open it up over the top. Uh, he did that when Kobe threw the touchdown to start the game. You know, That's in sad. early in the Love game. It. Um, so that's my number five. My number four is um it, it's it's really five people, but my number four yeah. is the entire O line. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it, it's it, they have to stay healthy and, and and then we can get behind that strength. My number three is gonna be Max Williams. Uh,
0: Max, he, he did play really good against Holt.
1: Uh, Max Williams, but what he does better than what people don't realize is he knows he he gets in position to turn the ball back to the middle of the field on the outside. Yeah. So, which is bringing it back to the help side, and I thought he did an extremely good job. He has progressed all year, and to be a small guy, he packs a punch. <sighs> yeah. He's he's
0: he's that he's that country. He's that country boy who just wants to hit, and I love it. That's right. That's we, right. We, used to, we used to make jokes at practice that he chose rocks as gum, and I, I you uh, know, I, I'm not. I'm thinking it's not a joke anymore. I think he chooses rocks for gum.
1: I Tanner Isaacs, <laughs> um, yeah, Tanner Isaacs. Yeah, uh, my number two is uh, <laughs> is Otis Sims. Uh, I think Otis Sims, when when he goes full speed, can turn a game. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then my number one is my favorite player, and 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 I love them all. I know y'all. I hope y'all know that. Uh, yes. I love every single player every single year. Uh, but Ethan Reed is one of my favorites. Absolutely. Um, and for a guy who can go on all three sides, should I? I, I shouldn't have to say anything else.
0: Yeah, I mean that. I I, I did want to stress that too, and I stressed that last podcast. I don't think people realize how much of an accomplishment it is to play every single snap at every single, you know, every single side of the ball. And, and it's, it's a, it's an unnatural skill. I mean, he, 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 he goes the linebacker and, you know, he'll, he'll blitz the a gap and he will blow up a quarterback. You know, obviously it's helped by a, a phenomenal D line who again is, there's a lot of undermentioned players on that D line. Elijah Holloway played amazing. Mason yes. uh Mason uh what's his name i forgot, i forgot his last name uh Dickinson? Mason you know who I'm talking Dickinson. about yeah Mason Dickinson that's right uh Mason Dickinson obviously he missed uh he missed the game on uh last Friday, but you know when he's on that d line he is a force to be reckoned with i mean he just lines up and he will he will murder you it tackles it, it, he he has such an elusive speed like I, I used to have to line up against him and he would just go around me, I'd blink and he'd be around me and I'd be like, what? Where'd he go? <laughs> and he's all he's strong. He'll bull rush you too. He'll not he'll knock you to the ground. Um but yeah, I mean there's 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 so many players that could be mentioned. It's it's insane. But yes, Ethan Reed, yes. Defense, offense, he's doing great at guard. Special teams, I saw him knock players on you know on their butts all night. Um but it's just it's great. All
2: yeah. right Lastly, I'm gonna do my top five. Um, at number five, yeah, I had Max Williams. Like, just perfectly explained that small but can pack a punch. Um, I played DB with him last year. He he was like third team JV and just knew that he wasn't gonna play, so he knew what he had to do. So every day he would come with a different type of attitude and just attack. And that's what we need. He I his name was called a lot. I heard. He was caught a lot because he just wanted to make the play, and I, I love that. And then yeah. number four, Otis Sims. I've always been an Otis guy. always been an Otis fan. You know, fast, fast player. Will chase it. He ch- chases down the people that nobody else wants to. When, they, when there's a guy 50 yards downfield, you better know Otis is going to be hawking him down. And I like – just great guy. Three, Kobe and Jay. Mm. uh Jacob I think that both of them deserve that spot. I don't think that there could be any in between. I don't think that there's anyone better or anyone worse in that situation. To Will um I think I don't think we need to explain Will much.
0: Absolutely not. Yeah.
2: And I think the number 1 obvious choice going to both uh going from both uh Mark and Hayden is uh, Ethan Reed my personally one of my favorite guys on the team um really 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 respectful person when it comes to like not only just coaches but adults you know he he's really respectful and he knows how to flip a gear whenever it's game time mm-hmm. you know he a. it's it's really scary because whenever he's in those pads he it's he's a totally different person from whenever you hang out
0: with it's him. it's so funny because yeah our pregame warm-up, it was me, it was me Jackson, Christian, and uh, Ethan, funny story. Our pregame warm-up for every game, if you didn't know Mr. Mark, we would uh, we would not hang out in the locker room because it was loud, sweaty, and uh, hot in there. <laughs> um, we would go to my car, we'd prop up Christian's Switch on my dashboard, and we would play Super Smash Bros. until uh, like an hour before game time. We would just chill <laughs> there. We'd, we'd, we'd bond, we'd have fun.
2: And he he, you would dominate us with game game and watch, and it was
0: bad. And then then he got on the field and he dominated the other team. It was wild.
2: Exactly.
0: He, I mean, it's crazy how he can flip that switch. He goes from just chilling playing Smash Bros to smashing heads. Smashing people's heads in.
2: Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, Does anybody do any of y'all have any like closing remarks? Because we're getting close to that time.
0: I do. I do have one final question for you, Mr. Mark. Um. Obviously, you know, we're, we're all graduated. We're all kind of going on our separate paths of life. Um, but you get to watch the team a lot, obviously. You get to, you get to go see the practices. You get to watch them in, you know, in game. Uh, you, I mean, obviously, you have, a, you have a son who's playing on the team, Brooks. Love him. Um, what, do you, what do you think we're going to see, and what do you think fans should expect for tomorrow's game?
1: I think it's just going to be Smash Mouth. Uh, I think that, um, you know, West Blockton has a new coach this year. Uh, they're running an entirely new offense, oh, and man. which is not what anybody has been used to. They've they've went more spread for the first time, and uh and I may be West Blockton history. Um, so I think that our I think we're going to jump out, and the old football saying, "Punch them in the mouth." Yeah, and and just keep it going. I think there's a revenge factor still there from last year's game, and I look for a I look for a great opportunity to come out with a win, be two and zero going into region play, and with a new excitement growing in that locker room.
0: Absolutely, and I think and you know emotions are definitely going to play a big factor there. I think if the players can. Hone in on the anger and the revenge that they want, but not let it translate to bad play and penalties. I think we will absolutely dominate the team and we'll come out on top. But, you know, I think, you know, a, a big, a big red flag there is that, you know, you notice, you notice a lot of players, uh, what, you know, on Holt and Brookwood, especially they, they were getting in each other's faces and, you know, that, that can lead to bad things. One punch thrown, that's 15 yards and a player thrown out of the game, you know, and it's, yep. it, it's, We've we've seen problems with discipline in the past. I'm not saying that it can happen again because I think there's a lot. Of, I think there was a lot of discipline going into Holt. I think a lot like we weren't penalized, but like maybe two or three times, right? But um, right. you know, I it, we we've seen discipline in the past, especially in emotional games. Something like West Blockton or Hillcrest, um, who are some of our biggest rivals. Emotion is a big driving factor, and if we can we can hone in on the anger and don't let it translate to penalties, we can win. But it's, it's up to the players whether or not they want to they wanna do good with that emotion or, you know, let it overcome them and, you know, make, make, some, uh, make some emotional wins rather than field wins.
2: Exactly. Um, again, thank you so much, Mark Bentley, yes, for joining us. Thank, you, thank you so much. Right here. This has been wow. a great experience. Great well, experience.
1: Guys, it has been an honor for me. I think your podcast is going places. Um, it is when I heard it, I was over the top excited. I you know, I love to talk Brookwood and to hear y'all with the enthusiasm that you had towards Brookwood Sports, bar none. It's going places, guys. Keep it up. Um, I will be listening and sharing. But I, w- I feel honored that I was able to come on with you guys. Um, Absolutely. I hope, I hope that y'all are all doing well, and uh, and can't wait to see y'all when y'all do come back around for some of the games.
0: For sure. I know can I'll be at some of the some of the you know future games. So I'll have to I'll have to see if I can get some special sideline access so I can uh get some podcast you know some podcast clips for it um get some stuff you know, to talk um, about.
2: I'm getting my degree in kinesiology so I can be a PE coach. So eventually I'm going to come back there and try to, you know, help out and coach. But thank you again, Mark, for joining. Thanks to Dylan and thanks to Hayden. Number 83 on the field, number one in your heart, Jackson Colson, closing out the room and podcast. <laughs>